to the lesson. I want to tell <laughs> and you a I story have more baby that kind of leads into the thought of final inspection. <laughs> she the looks first great. full year that I taught. It is really a pleasure to be I here. I moved from friends, English and reading so and social studies into a science and social studies classroom. I do you know, they like to do that to new teachers. Just move you all over the place. And that year I had a child that had been, he was autistic and he'd been in autistic school his entire life. But it is, this it was is the a first joy year, sixth grade, middle school, public school, that they were trying him in a regular classroom. She and won a, I will never forget a parent conference. A he was being pageant. raised by his grandparents. I think the first year we were here. He would say he had a very monotone voice. Coming up to BJ he would saying, say things to his grandmother. Why, why are and you this so was, I didn't even he know about it. This was before Sunday morning service or Sunday night, I'm not sure. And, and um, uh, he said she was she big mama, but mama, big mama, why are you well, so old <laughs> compared to the and other he mothers? Gets up he gets in the pulpit. The school, now, this is so when you know you your He was very realistic. Really well. <laughs> he gets well, he up had, the pulpit at the beginning said, of the year, I, I made them my wife because she would first. <laughs> what their goals were. <laughs> and I have yet to have met the woman. And I will never forget Brandon's home because it was I just want to be normal. No, I was really hoping to meet her today. Tied into the struggle that he had. This lesson to me is to to succeed very important because sometimes we get very with his dis autism discouraged and, it, it and we think not only we've been a christian cry, for how many but years it was such a and insight we into should his be heart so i asked him to I said, what heaven and never make a mistake the, and never the falter things but we forget that, that you think will make in a lot of ways and we can get very discouraged what do you want so i want to take life. a step back a little and bit and he said and i want to have a house this morning, I want to have our lives being under construction with God as I said, the, okay. the task, the, so, the master, and, and we the talked about in order lives. to have that, then so you would when have we to have think a job, and so we have to get through school, and so even though you don't understand forget, sixth grade, we're going to get there, but we're going to. I had a really hard time figuring out how to start this lesson. Well, one of the first parent conferences over the last few years, grandmother was sitting across the table. It's God's universe, and he said, "Mrs. Clark." So it's she said, "Mrs. Clark, if you can make a universe, you can design the rules, right?" So he told me the, the way homework I in your classroom. This, which and if you knew my husband, last night we were working on, on one of the pages, whatever it was. He does not and know the business end of He was across the table from her, and he slides but the he paper had a across good to idea her. On this. And he said, "He said you need to start this car. lesson truly with and the basics." Well, who owns the <laughs> and building? And she said, "What because do you mean?" Because if I were to come up and I were to come to a building there goes the car. in a construction and so she process slid it back to and I went to nope, walk in you're earning the car and just <laughs> do start that. putting my well, a few months later I get an email from right her to do that? and he had said would I have the right to the look at the architectural blueprint and <laughs> I don't know where he ended up because he moved to Arizona and I would love to dearly love to know he'd be in his who owns this building that we're talking about I would dearly love to know where Brandon ended up what's the purpose of the building because I wanted him to have success like that what's the reason but you know that's the same thing who gets to decide what the building should look like we all have does the seller get to we all have that? struggles does the work. architect or the buyer but the goal do the building codes earth, have a it might play be, in that you know, because the building codes are the set of rules family, that specify that, the minimum standards for construction reality, projects the goal is heaven exactly what and the we can't ever have that attitude there goes all of heaven. these come together to make that decision we've got to who's going to decide on the materials so for this final lesson the cost we talked of a lot it, about women that made poor choices. What happens if the building falls? And the decisions that they made and how that? it wreaked havoc it in their lives. And I want you to think about some women that are very, very common the architect to all of us. But I want you to view them a little differently. I want you to think of them as who's all sinners. Because we all are, right? What about the They're all sinners, but they're redeemed women. Who gets to come in? So when we think back about who really owns this building, it's completely different from God's God created me in life.
I'm in Satan his image. is the prince of this world. So who world? really owns As such, this building? he's the seller of its he blueprint does. in a lot of he ways. Has and the we are right buying it by the to droves, choose the we? design. The architect and the of the design for the building and the buyer of your he soul. He has the so right to come along and say, concept. "What you know, I'm going to do of out with of this building?" Satan's appeal. When you look at First Chronicles 17, everybody turn to First Chronicles. The pride of life. First John 17. The inner beauty. Solomon is in the process of building the temple. As long as he destroys that inner quality for you, he wants you focused on what's on the outside. What do you see out there? Condemned houses may be beautiful to behold, but on the inside, First Chronicles 17, they're not structurally verse 12. sound, which makes them dangerous and deadly. They're condemned. They need to be torn down, don't they? He shall so build what's me his a definition, house, and I will establish for his your building forever. I will God be his father, that I may shall give be you my life. son. Satan and I will not take my mercy away from him as I took it God's from him that was before thee. But I will settle 19, him in mine house Satan's great and in my kingdom knowingly forever. Or unknowingly, and his throne shall be established forevermore. Don't you know, be that fooled by that. One of those kingdom He's prophecies. not some Solomon was building the temple on earth. Cute little but whose throne would be established forever? Christ's he throne is, would be established Ultimately, it represents the church. Our building is also designed for something him. eternal. Its Satan's model home is to provide a house for our souls has before their eternal take flight. A tour with me through the Bible what kind of buildings am built? I providing for my and soul remember to be that housing every on this one of these homes You know, we've heard the statement, there goes the neighborhood. And the choices well, that they made in my soul with some Helps decisions build that I'm making. The home that they have. You know, when we think about Delilah, you know, she was at my I am the things that I build in my thought processes when we think I about Delilah she was an what enemy read, to Israel uh, in what Judges I listened to four and all five. of those things and think of the things that she that's did that's a pretty serious to Satan. Satan. she there enticed him my neighborhood right? she prevailed against so him so we need to be careful about she that she afflicted well, him really none of that is what I would want what the building should look would like would you want that finished? kind of person near you, you? Know, well Samson only me? looked at her outer beauty didn't he was I the designer she used her feminine wiles she nagged him because it says God gets vexed unto death he told her all to his heart to be like if I'm she used false comfort as she made him sleep upon her knees and that's the, the end of her story earth. when Samson met his destructive downfall how he led his life we never hear from her again do we it's really she was my choice right? a woman that was constructed by that. the choices God's that she made in life God's already established that so I'm supposed to emulate then him. We have he is Lot's the, the reason my in building Genesis is supposed 19, to look the way it does. Who really and determined you know, the, story the materials which are going to go into this sure building? The effort and the, the work. Story that's my part. The hospitality right? offered by her husband. God's got it all laid out there. The, the I know the path I'm the supposed to walk. It wasn't I know given by the his steps life. I'm supposed to take. There was I know great wickedness in the city. I know how I'm supposed to feed my brain until verse 15 through 26. And it makes you wonder. If she I wasn't into the it, lifestyle right? that the that's, city offered, that's a determination and the possession that I have to do. More than and again, after God's God. blueprint is you know, Luke 17, 32, from Satan's simple blueprint. and dire. God is the creator of Lot's this world. And well, what such, do we learn from Lot's wife? The seller of the, the blueprint, the, the architect of the design, world, and the buyer the wealth of my soul, if I let it happen. That looks so What's his design so concept? It you only know, he says he's death, all interested it. in outer beauty. Then we have Jezebel. God's not opposed to beauty. She he created beauty, Kings, didn't he? Kings, this earth she was, was beautiful Zidonian, and pristine. There wasn't even bacteria or anything that could harm to be the earth eliminated because of its idolatrous influence. 
It she was, pulled it the was Israelites, the, the Zidonians, so and through her he influence, loves pulled the beauty. Israelites away Anytime from God. You look at as a soon sunset, as Joshua was dead, Judges two thirteen, through the worship no, of Ashtaroth and Baal during the reign beauty. of Solomon That's and the divided the kingdom, it's so what we do about that what beauty. The what is godly beauty? To it's the not just what you look like on the outside. Ashtaroth is considered the moon that was given to me, right? Counterpart, the sun god. image of my mother. It's carved out of a limbless tree. Think about that. It's not even a beautiful. You don't have any control. Over how you look, if right? you could say, but you do have control. It's on what's not inside. even a beautiful idol because you it's can be the most out of a beautiful tree the stuck there. Look at all the Hollywood stars, and that is Ashtaroth, and they it's are planted in the ground. To the core and the, the worship inside. involved ritual prostitution among the groves, and there are some priestesses because of their lives, divination, and fortune telling. And the Israelites even, even if the movie is decent to go see, I don't want to go see it. It's said of Jezebel that she aided him to provoke the Lord God of Israel more than all that had gone before. As is God said looks of her at father, the inner Omri, beauty, 1 Kings 16, the purity, the strength of character, the beatitudes, those Christian Omri graces we're supposed to add to our life. Because so that when we get that hoary head in the 1 end, 1 Kings 16, 30, and we 31, are the woman notice the acts which are mentioned, which she did. Uh, Jane, um, she cut off the oh, prophets. She killed God's prophets in First Kings 18:4. She read, who she wrote at her table, 450 prophets. And the idea was, well, who that you we are planting roses because that's going to go into some of the construction the process of our home. So that you the influences that we hear the winter time of your life. And when I say so our home, I need I'm that goal your, in your my body, mind. your temple. I'm not thinking. Where am I going with your family right now? I'm going to heaven. That's my thought. That's my plan. How am I going to get there? thinking about what do I need to do? What is the energy that God would have me to plant? influence Jezebel. Well, what's his she definition, his purpose for your building? Remember, table. his ultimate goal is eternal life us? for you. She That's lied about Naboth because us. of the greed of That's her husband, That's what I'm striving for, is eternal life. Because she, she said no that I may give you life. We never Satan, read I, that I may give you death. Or tears God's or great commission. There was never a question. Seek and save the lost. Satan's great commission. Just take it. Knowingly him. or Destroy unknowingly, take as many life. to hell with you as you can. Consider the final no bones of Ahab. He may None do it like in a sneaky way. Which did he may come full force, full throttle at you, of the Lord and hit you in the face Jezebel, with it. He doesn't care. Stirred but up. that's his goal. You know. On a side note, so when I think about the model homes married, that God has built, that are examples in the Bible for me. Do you they're stir all human, him up? <laughs> so they're flawed. Or stir him they have sin in their lives, like but did. they've all been what, redeemed what by his blood. We well, that's me. Permitting ourselves to be to our I'm husbands. a sinner. And then we have Jezebel's daughter. And I have daughter, mistakes. Athaliah. I regret you know, she's the daughter of Jezebel, that I've made and I hate in my to think that she didn't have any chance. Because I'm just going to be I have honest to go with on you. And I remember I'm redeemed by his blood. And my mother was not one step in front of me um, and keep going forward. Christine so when Christian, we look at these women, she I want you to think of them a little differently than sometimes we think, especially when we study really them don't in a, like it when a Bible class with kids, like, like we apple pull out the main points, the main ideas. Tree, well, I really want you to choice, think of them right? as the human had a choice. quality that they possessed she was when they walked on this set up. So when we think of Eve, to begin with, but she had a choice, didn't she? Her husband walked her in wickedness flaw, with the and it was a big one, was wasn't it? Second Kings, Through her influence, sin so entered into the world, and generations, influence. and countless well, centuries of souls have floundered she in She killed all the seed royal. She wanted to remain the queen, so she killed her grandchildren. That she made. I can't fathom but that. Mine isn't even born yet. We too are sinners, And we right? call him our baby in And our the sins that we have, so special to they us. have consequences that have rolled through the family. she killed all or she lies around us for our six own years, and she was slain for her wickedness in Second Kings eleven thirteen through sixteen. 
sometimes so you know what goes even around complete around? strangers Forever. are affected by the decisions. Then we move that on to Potiphar's right? wife. She was an Egyptian so woman really with Eve loose morals. Is very in Genesis thirty-nine, isn't she? She tempted She's Joseph, a man door. of God who had earned She's the trust me. of her husband. I could have been day in that by garden day. And made she the worked same on mistake him that she did. Her words. And don't fool yourself and, and think that you would never have garments. done that. She didn't even just you speak. Easily done that. She was so forthright. She fell to temptation. Take his clothes from him. So have I. And make him stay with her. She lives. I can't imagine through a life where she remembers past guilt. So she have I. said, lie with me. She's she a mother to no all the living. She wanted well, I'm not a mother to all the living, she but I do have three about children. Joseph's actions. And a grandchild Her on the pride way. had been stepped on at this point. And I do mother a lot and of so students So now she had to blame year. someone else. And she couldn't let that preaching, go. I no one even knew that this had happened. Years, you know, all of so us So she had to make sure she told her side of the story. We touch lives all around went. So in a sense, we are the mother of all the living too. So we've yeah, got she some, had some women here that are making horrible she? decisions. But you know, while it is her life in paradise was exchanged for hard work to harvest and reap what was once given with joy from God. And think about the that. The people they're married to, the all she ever to, knew, the household was paradise. It's and it's, then it's cast out of the garden. Effect the decisions through that their we sin, make, who we let, their consequences, but cast out of the garden. Then we moved into a work. That would be Look very difficult and Remember, everyone hands. has a choice who so they are. So now she knows what did Drusilla choose, and she's living with her she responsibilities the and the consequences of her sins on of every the great. day that she gets All up. Right. Nope, she could have easily looked back. The great granddaughter of Herod the Great, the guilt, who slew the infants in Bethlehem. Look what I've done in for Matthew all of two, you, sixteen through eighteen. And she was the great niece of Herod Antipas. She raised multiple sons and daughters, and with Adam's guidance, they knew God's She was the daughter of Herod Agrippa Otherwise, who Cain and Abel would not have known how to correctly sacrifice to their God, right? She was the sister to Herod Agrippa II and Bernice, who heard Paul's defense before the governor Festus She took something that was so bad, who came into power two years after Paul was reaped consequences to this day, because Governor Felix put down a Jewish uprising but look what she did brutality with her life. That the Jewish forward. Sanhedrin complained bitterly to Rome. She even lived through one son. Felix was recalled to Rome, and Portius Festus okay. had just one arrived son in the Roman province another. in Acts 25. She was expelled. Who Judea, was expelled from home? So she governor. loses the one son, so who and then the other son gets expelled she from home. She was married to Can Felix. You imagine that. Acts 24, 24 He fathered a line of people that would married to a violent man. He would build a city, and his descendants would ultimately die in the flood. Genesis 4, 16 through 18. She, she had to keep putting one foot in front of the other, she, didn't she? she so when you think of Eve, choose. don't she just think right about the sin in the garden. Her. Oh, the that's a big one. Choose a different and we can't, ruler, we can't whitewash it. Okay? Construct the path for her but life. think about what she, she did afterwards. And so the life Drusilla that she lived. Sad, sad commentator. Because I have to put one person's foot in front of the other too, don't I? And the fact and that so the, do you. the path is right there And sometimes the decisions that we make, God on this they side have long-standing consequences. And she went the wrong direction. But we direction. have to move Then forward. we have Herodias. We have to press on to the wife. goal. Herod brother, She's Herod's identified. brothers. I could have made the really? same mistake that she, she did. Herod's wife. The question is, would I have responded with courage time. and faith Herod like jailed John the Baptist when he preached against then their Then we have Sarah in Matthew 14. She's embedded in Abraham's life and the wandering of the Israelites. Adulterer. And her sins are numerous as well. She used her own daughter Yet she's to remembered Herod in the to get her way in, in Genesis 17 through 23. You know, of all the people that have lived to ask for John's head up until the time of the writing of the book of Hebrews. When you think about so she was a tutor of sin, wasn't she? In that 
walk of faith. She taught her daughter what to do. That's an incredible. Then we have honor. Sapphira, and Sarah is one of you those. Know, the pair of she followed her husband into the life of a nomad. It's clear that they from had the a plan. life of ease. Now and think being about that. To it, she left a home. They lied, and she's now dwelling in tents, and they the don't know where they they're going. And the money <laughs> they're just they wandering they the desert. They lied to the Holy Spirit, and she's is with him, and she goes. The Holy Spirit, and she goes. Second Chronicles sixteen eight through nine says, "The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, and support them in their walk." In the life that they it live, is to take care it's a godly of the walk. righteous, isn't it? She we received need to be very, very to do careful what seemed impossible. What Hebrews 11, 11 through 12 tells lives. us when she was granted because the houses that the we're pregnancy. building now are so precious. I'm 54 and, and so I cannot important. imagine and having a baby. In fact, we were teasing women, Megan and that we think about if somehow I showed up pregnant this year, she was going to have another baby to raise when they started. Because it was not happening that we could just have two grandchildren this year in Genesis. I can't imagine having a child at Sarah's age, and she did it with joy. And, and who entered the garden? And was thrilled and Satan blessed in the, the eyes of faith for her God. Now, in the beginning, the did she believe? So it's the no, same she laughed. way. But where did lives. she go from? We there. start out. Did she stay pure, right? in that unbelief? We, no. We grow up into she this, moved forward this world so that much God has so made that she is in Satan the, the, the hall of faith. She judged him faithful. A different path than what who had promised. Do we have Sarah's eyes of faith? What does God want from us? Do we see on the a problem in our life, and we think, I'm building I can't on overcome the rock. that. It's I can't going get up over it. I can't even get brick. around it. I'm, I'm done. using the word as or the mortar. Do we walk so through life like Sarah God did? Stick. We may have the first the thought that makes us stumble, for every but then pick ourselves up and go on. And, and I'll have her hold eyes on of faith. to awesome power until what about the Rahab? goes away. God used a woman of ill repute in His line of redemption. Rahab. It for makes the rock no bones about it. She was a harlot in each and every wall. Okay, she made mistakes. The flood, right? Though the floodwaters will rise, my on house an equal will playing not go field, under. One sin foundation is set in, in God's heaven, grace. I've had a testament sin to this wonder. A heaven in hell. I'm building my I've house on sin, the rock, not a pile so of it doesn't sand. matter what she did. I'm she's trusting sinner, God right? to keep it strong. But we even know so she was a harlot. God didn't walk away from her, did he? If you will turn to she was an Amorite whose name was formed from an Egyptian god Ra and carried the idea of someone who was insolent and fierce. She completely changed her life of prostitution when she encountered God's people. And the statement made to Sarah comes to mind: Is anything too hard for the Lord? Very rapidly. Talk about a 180-degree turn. She showed faith, action, and courage. And we've talked and about how her whole city was falling around Everybody her. starts out one direction Think about that. in one way. And we Jericho get to a certain age was in our a life, mighty an age city, of accountability, a fortress and we have to at choose, that time. Right? Which path and are we going to choose? And, and I want you to look at God one. that she had just come to terms with. Blessed is the man she stood that walketh firm not in the counsel of the ungodly, and acted on her faith. Way of well, how was her change of heart blessed? She married Salmon, one of the two spies she sheltered. She became you're the mother of Boaz, and who fathered Jesse, who fathered David. Standing. We know that through the and line of David, Jesus came, Matthew 1, 5. Can God work with harlots? Yes. It doesn't matter what you've done in your making. And any time you I've see done ETH in the King James Version like that, that's continuous Redemption action. through his blood. So blessed is and the you man don't have that to remember the past, continually, right? Not we don't have to think of Rahab as only... The harlot with the, the red cord hanging from the window in Jericho. 
in the way of sin. We can remember her in the line of Christ in of and the influence that she He's had on Boaz, on the move who showed such that. love and it's compassion to Ruth, that we can let down. and who had an influence in we the king, always have to fight David. Him. He's Think always going to be against us. She's justified by her works in Hebrews 11, 31, and James 2, 25, and 26. People. So Rahab some of your relatives rose up and to be much more some of your friends, than her choices from earlier on in her some life. Of the people I work she with, took what she had started to build. And got a new foundation and him. started over. And we have to be then so we think about Ruth that we don't. And sometimes stop I think when we hear the name of Ruth, we just kind of gloss over but Ruth and we forget about how great her story really is to us personally. And in His law, her simple statement of faith, "Thy God, my God." You know, now it's read reality, oftentimes in weddings and that. You know, but as beautiful as it like is in weddings, you I think we really need to dwell on the context. Of and that I, statement I read a verse like in Ruth 1, 16 through 18. Where am I on this because that thought process that she had in his when she uttered that to Naomi, that I'm altered her life, her culture, and everything she had ever known. Either. She totally gave everything so up to, to make the God of Naomi woman her God. What did that do for her? I need Talk to about a picture of repentance daily. The, the family the that she had grown up with, think of when I get up. idol worshiping, the last thing I need to think all of, of that when she I go to bed. left behind. And it so needs that to be when sprinkled throughout Naomi, the day, who lost everything, when I first became a teacher, decided to return home and sat across the ashes as a widow, I had a really, really and begged her two daughter-in-laws to stay. A teacher in the middle of the year, in I the families that they came from, in the culture that they knew, in the cities they'd grown up in. Ruth said, "Thy God, my God," and she. Treated her never to let her leave. That's the context. <laughs> about the classroom. It's not a and I get beautiful, in the as much as it fits in a wedding, it's ed, not really kids. a husband and wife. That I had no it's a woman on. leaving everything she ever Suddenly knew these kids hated my for who? Their beloved teacher, for whether God. they liked her or not, they sure loved she her gave when she it left. All <laughs> up for God. And some new and lady came in the middle of the year. Who they had weren't no going to hop the next plane to Naomi City and just jump on board and go. Were they? A that was they were setting out as two widow women never came who had lost room. everything I I had on the children. trek back to Naomi's home homeland. Day, so think about every that journey that she I had. Done? All they Not had were their aching hearts on each other and their conviction and their faith in God. And think about what Naomi had taught Ruth. Even in the heartache that she had. Brothers the strength that she possessed much, to cause brothers, Ruth to leave everything now, so he's and to he's follow gone. her God. Ruth's heart you know, had to be fearful and scared years, of a new land loans, and people who would look down upon her because of the culture she'd been born <laughs> what with. What is going on? You know, she and wasn't Jewish, was she? Who was not a member of the church. And I She's coming from a different background. She had to be this terrified of what she was walking into. Yet she, she walked on with Naomi and journeyed through heartache and financial poverty and an unknown future. Right into and one of the most well-known, beautiful love stories that, that we read still trouble. to this day. And I looked at her and I wanted Though to snap her. Though, <laughs> through it all, she was steadfast <laughs> in her resolve so and commitment to I God. Said, no, Notice what she gained because she made all God I her God. She had a peaceful <laughs> and life and I didn't of even know why. and ease they were just, with a man of God. I didn't God. know why one of them was sitting under my her desk legacy, all the time. Like her legacy, her great-grandson David, She'd been would be one of the greatest kings Christmas of the Israelite nation who is still revered today. Oh, she needed it. 
through her I mean, line with Boaz would come the promise, and it was the Son of God. So I found out. That so I even when it seems like choosing God, and there were accommodations, they were supposed to be. And you're in the midst of heartache, stuff that I didn't and know. you no don't even know where your steps are going to lead. No wonder they But you're choosing God. But I had never. The end is always going to be a blessing. On Ruth, not just it was a blessing on earth that was driving me crazy. On Eve, she had blessings on earth, but for myself. Even through heartache, think, I can't choosing God brings now, I don't you think to that God intervenes. And then ultimately in, in heaven, classroom. when you see these women, but doesn't it you remember them, that the humanity that they were, stress and they got and up, what if and I they had walked taken on. The time at that but that's not all the women we could talk about. Before I There's Esther. The She's another incredibly known story, but it's often told as a beautiful love story. There was even a movie made, you know, the Persian king, and he loved Esther in the movie, and it's filled with pomp and circumstance and gorgeous clothing, and the palace is incredible. Oh, I'm sure the palace was beautiful, and the clothing was there, but he did not love Esther. Do not make and that he mistake shall be and think like a that. Tree if he loved her, she would not have been terrified a for her life. A tree planted by the rivers of water. And she That's was terrified for her life to go before him. Thought. Remember, you know, in the Persian thirsty, just think culture, of yourself the as Persian a tree by the rivers of water. Your, your roots are always uh, the, going to have the captivity had been and prophesied by Daniel and, that it needs, right? and Persian law That's was firm. When it was passed and the statute was written, even the king could not change it. Picture as a tree so she could not come the before the king unless he requested her presence in his throne season. room. His leaf so also now this law has been passed through Haman he doeth shall where prosper. the Jewish okay, nation is going well to be lived, annihilated. And her uncle comes to her and, and says, it's up to you. And you so have to go before the king, and you have to stand before him and beg for the lives of the people, basically. Absolutely not. And she's terrified, right? That's, that's Again, almost more like if a she was convinced statement. that it's he not, loved her, if you she would not God have been scared. He hadn't right, called for her in 30 days. In now, my husband's been out of town for three weeks at times. And the loss of believe a spouse, me, we a call spouse, each other uh, and talk to each other. If we went 30 days without seeing each other, I'd be signing up for a counselor heartache, right now if he didn't want to that? communicate with me. It's not talking. The about king hadn't even called for her at all in 30 days. And there was not You're a relationship there. That's not what it's talking so about. So Mordecai had to strengthen and encourage her and remind her for such a time as this. Maybe she was put into the kingdom. But if who knows? This way, one way or the other, the, king, the kingdom, be? God's family, his nation prosperous. is going to be We're saved. To and heaven. it's either going to be through you and your Verse courageous acts, or he's going to that. raise up somebody else. The but no matter what happens to you, are not so. God's going to prosper. Like the chaff, which the so she had to step forward away. and be that person. Remember the tree so she had to show by the rivers. that was Esther 4, 13 through 14 for such a time as this. On the you know, she's hand, the Old Testament the counterpart. Everybody turn to Luke 9. That are not planted in the word of God, Luke 9, but are following after Satan. They're like the chaff that just blows away in the wind. What is their life turning into? No matter what it looks like on this earth, they're nothing. Luke 9, 23. There's no substance to them. They're gone, aren't they? Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand Christ in the was judgment, speaking, and he said to them, sinners Paul, in the congregation if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For, so, who, for whosoever will save his the life shall lose it, will not have but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whomsoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. 
when he when shall come in his own glory and, and, and in his father's and of the holy said, angels. Dwell on that for She a was in the palace, right? And think, she was living amongst the king's wealth so that I don't have that sinking feeling anymore. Was she saved and from I this have annihilation? This no. Peaceful, she could have reasoned with because herself. I'm dwelling more in his word and the you way know, he I'm, would have me I'm walk the new for king's him. wife, so, so I'm, I'm okay. not. No, among she was a Jewish person. She would have been killed five. if it had gone through. For the Lord, in she verse had to six, show complete the way of the righteous faith and courage. But the way she had of to make a plan, shall perish. which she did. The way she prepared of the a party. She persevered, and, and she showed amazing courage really in the face of seemingly overwhelming odds. Your Turn to Ephesians three twenty. There is a way. It's two paths. God has set forth the way the righteous should walk and live their lives. And Satan has set Ephesians forth Ephesians 3.20. It's broad. The way for the Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all both that we paths. ask you or know, think according to the I power that worketh in us. School, God's power I I can be everything. revealed, right? Not there in a miraculous a way. Literally, that I could but go his to. power when a kid's his providence will work. Look at chapter or six, verse ten. when I had a kid, 10. that if I had a chandelier in my room, literally would have been swinging from the rafters. So Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. In the closet, put on the room. whole armor of God uh, that you may be able to right. stand against I'm the wiles so of the devil. Because it wasn't Esther right. showed amazing courage in the face of seemingly overwhelming odds. at the moment, and you may face something like that But I so wanted to. I so wanted to put you that may in the face closet. a he decision that you have to make All that, that seems overwhelming. Semester. Always the, go the way with what God would it have you to do. It would have been so nice Always. if I had a book. Walk said, that okay. path. Child sitting then under we my have the woman at the well. <laughs> what does that mean and what do I do? The but woman at the well, like she that. was a half-breed, a Samaritan. It was all... Christ totally saw her flaws and what she could become in John chapter 4, didn't some he? Ways there were so many he didn't look down upon her. I didn't know about. You know, the Samaritans, they were the sorely mistreated and racially insulted by the Jews. Yet we do not see her retaliating that in kind learn. to Jesus, do so we? Emmanuel would have that happens a lot so in this lovely. world. But because see, I've God been racially slandered, alone, I'm going to treat you that way too, And we often don't look at The woman at the well didn't do that. We forget that Christ didn't treat her any differently. We have he saw her as a creature and we from have God, the good right? and the bad. We need to see the same the thing. Her responses and her the, attitudes the recorded show that she and was some people respectful like to point that to the in Bible all ways to Christ. And that was before she understood who he was. So just right there, her character was amazing. It brings out She was flawed by sin, yet she loved God, she? She had humility. She knew the Old Testament prophecies and the promise of the coming of Christ. She had an open heart and she listened to Christ right and not only and did she do that for herself she was because evangelistic that we're building she said we come build see a man which told me all things that ever Christ I did is not this we the will Christ have that solid foundation in John 4 that he intends so for us I think I'm she was a woman just a few minutes that well, could have just just laid down and just sunk in the so mire of what other people thought of her what a whole nation thought of her people okay and she didn't do that did she she stood up and she walked and she wanted to bring others to Christ. How about the woman who anointed Jesus' feet in Luke 7? Turn to Luke 7, verse 36.
Luke 7, 36 through 39 says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment which was a sinner. You know, we've got such a contrast here. The Pharisee who thinks he's mighty and arrogant and proud and can do no wrong has invited Christ into his home. Was that an act of hospitality? No, because <laughs> the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were all trying to get Christ, right? Catch him in something wrong. So it was not an act of hospitality, but the woman the sinner she came to Christ and brought all she had with her she stood at his feet behind him weeping she gave him the only thing that she had of value along with her tears and compassion she exhibited her great lowliness of heart and then we turn to Mary and so much has been said about the mother of Christ this great woman but I want to dwell on the first miracle that Jesus performed and what she said at that miracle in John 2 1 through 10 if you'll turn to John chapter 2 this is the opening of the miracles and the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And then the miracle goes on, and the wine is made, and we're not going to get into it, but it wasn't alcoholic when you look at the culture. We'll just leave that out there. But the miracle is done. Focus on that statement. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now this is her son that has grown up. He has not committed one miracle yet, right? But she had faith in her son that he was the son of God. Whatever he says, do it. While he would always be her son, he had transcended into so much more than that. He was her God, and she showed great submission to his will. And we can learn two lessons from Mary. Submission to God's will, whatever that may be. Whatever he says, do it. She saw the greatness in her son. Well, obviously, he was the son of God, right? But the principle is still there. Do we see the greatness in our children or our loved ones around us? Do we build them up and encourage them? Because just like we're sinners, and we've got to reconnect and restart and recharge and reconstruct sometimes they do too and they're children and they're going to make mistakes do we see the greatness in our children and what they can be and do we stand there for them and block them from the problems other people might throw at them so they can become the great children that they are and I'm not talking about their athletic prowess or their academic abilities because that's not the most important thing is it do we see their growth and their faith in God and encourage others to see it? Or do we just dwell on the mistakes they make sometimes? 
because that's not the mother Mary was, was it? Now, Christ didn't make mistakes. There's no, I'm not trying to say that. But she saw the greatness in her son before he had even completed a miracle. We need to see that in that same way, the greatness in our children and what they can be. Then we can turn to Priscilla. You know, the half of a godly team. I just keep getting ahead of me, don't I? Priscilla worked beside her tent-making husband to help them financially and support Paul on his missionary work. They were both knowledgeable in the scriptures and lovingly took Apollo aside and taught him more perfectly. Consider Paul's glowing commendation of this couple in Romans 16, 3 through 4. He said they were helpers in Christ, who hath for my life laid down their own necks. They put them, their own bodies physically and met danger for Paul. They exhibited agape love towards Paul and by extension all other Christians. What kind of godly team are we? Whether we have a husband, are we the kind of godly team like Priscilla and Aquila? Or what about the church? Do we stand together as a family and we put this same concept out there in the community, the Olive Branch community, that they could say they are helpers in Christ? They lay down their lives for my sake? Do we care that much about the community to teach a better way, like Priscilla and Aquila did for Apollo? Do we exhibit the agape love towards the community? What about Peter's wife? You know, it's unknown if she and Peter were married when Jesus called him to be a fisher of men or if their marriage came later. But we do know her mother was a Christian and was healed by Christ in Matthew 8, 14 through 17 and rose from her sickbed to serve and showed hospitality to Christ. At this point, Peter's married. They're all, you know, they're following Christ. From this great example, it appears as if Mrs. Peter was able to help her husband as an apostle and an elder in the church, or he would never have risen to that rank, right? God called him to be, Christ called him to be an apostle. She helped him to be an elder in the church. So we know what kind of woman she was just from the inference of that. She was a true helpmate. Think of the qualifications her husband had to meet in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. And many of those he couldn't meet without her help. So we know a lot about Mrs. Peter without having very many verses about her at all. In conclusion, I want you to think about the fact that we are a restoration project. Sometimes we have to go back to the original design, don't we? And we have to think about what did God intend for us to be? And we've got to start over. Sometimes we have to tear down the rotten wood and put the new wood back. When you think about the foolish virgins in the Bible, half of them were prepared and half of them were not. They had not inspected their lamps. We don't want to be the unprepared, right? We want to be prepared to, for him to say, enter in and let the door be shut, which would be shut forevermore in the Greek. We want to be on the other side of the door with Christ, right? So it takes preparation. And it takes a personal inspection. I'm not going to get in on the group plan. I'm not going to be able to stand there on the judgment day and say, Lord, I was married to the most fabulous preacher. <laughs> he, he worked himself to death for you. And I'm his wife. I get to go in, right? I don't get in on the group plan. I don't get in because of who I was married to. I don't get in because of who my children were, what church I was a member of. It's a personal inspection. 
what house have I built in the time that I was given to construct it on this earth? What did I do with it? So in the final inspection, certain codes have to be met. You know, there's the parable of the two builders in Matthew 7. If you look at Matthew 7, 24. Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore whatsoever, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will like, liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. That's the inspection that we have, women under construction. We have the ability to found it upon the rock, right? Upon his word. So what are we going to do? I want you to think about Martha in Luke 10. Oh, yeah, turn to Luke 10 with me. Because sometimes when we get discouraged, I want you to remember Martha. We meet Martha in Luke 10, 38. And we know Martha. When we first started working at South Haven, one of the secretary's names was Martha. And BJ and his associate preacher with him, Barry Gilreath, used to like to say, Martha, Martha, thou art worried about much, to her face all the time. I thought the poor woman. But Luke 10, 38 says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So remember where Mary is. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. Now I've circled that in my Bible because I become a Martha a lot of times when I have people over to my house. And instead of planning a simple meal, where I can just have it quickly, easily ready, and we sit down and we just get to fellowship with one another. No, sometimes I'm in the kitchen pulling it all together, still at the last minute, and everybody's fellowshipping in the living room without me. With much serving, Martha, I really believe, could have planned a different kind of meal that did not require much serving. There's a, there's a contrast there. Mary's sitting at his feet. Martha is much serving. Now, nobody says Jesus doesn't need to be fed. But, you know, he did the two miracles with the bread and the fish. And that's a simple fisherman's fare. Christ was fully capable, if necessary, to perform a miracle here, if it was necessary, and to prove who he was. But that's not even the point. Martha didn't have to be cumbered about with much serving. She had chose that on herself, right? So we meet Martha this way, and she comes to Christ. Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help him. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And I believe he said that to her in love. You've got a woman coming to you, <laughs> upset and stressed out, and he turned to her. You are worried about many things, but there is a better part. Now fast forward in Martha's life to John 11 and see how much she has grown. 
because we often think of Martha and we just stop right there with Martha. But John 11, 5, we know, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and when he heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was, and we've got Lazarus is dying, right? He's been dead now, and he's buried, and we turn to uh, John eleven twenty. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. She believed he would have healed him, right? That's faith, isn't it? She's not concerned anymore about the lower little stresses in life. Who's she putting her trust and faith in? In the Son of God. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. In other words, I know you can still do something. Mary, Martha has gone from a woman filled with worry about serving dinner to believing in the almighty power in the Son of God. What growth she has done. The construction that she did in her life from the advice that Christ gave her, look where she went. Mary's not the one that met him. Martha's the one that met him with that statement. So when you get discouraged in your life and you have those moments like I do sometimes where your heart just sinks to your feet, you turn to John 11 and you remember Martha and where she was at the worst heartache of her life when her, when her brother, and all three of them were always together in the scriptures, when her brother has died, and what does she believe? And you believe the same thing about your God, that he has the power in this world. Finally, in thinking about the idea, and I meant to have this as an object lesson, but... I forgot about gathering the objects last night, so it's not an object lesson, so let's see if I'm on the right slide. Okay, so we're just going to dream. We have a toolbox, and we have some tools up here, and I was going to gather these this morning because my father-in-law lives with us, and I know he has all these things, but frankly, there were some of them that I thought, I won't remember what this one is without a label, and I knew I didn't have time to do it. So we're just going to talk about it. You know, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the truth. Well, that talks about a workman. And if we're workmen, then we need some tools, right? If we're under construction, we have to have the tools of the trade. So we need to start first with safety goggles. You know, safety goggles are important to protect your eyes, right? As Christians, we need to protect our eyes as well. What are we viewing with our eyes? There are so many things that Satan puts in front of us to spark our attention and to grab our interest. We have to have some safety measures in place, don't we? What type of television, movies, magazines we read, books are we, places we go for entertainment? That What are we doing as a Christian? We need to protect our eyes. I know when my boys were little, my husband taught them, because you're going to see girls dressed immodestly out in the world, it's called bouncing your eyes. <laughs> Bounce your eyeball. Whoop, there's a girl there. We'll move over here. <laughs> and turn and move, bounce your eyes around. So we have to figuratively put safety goggles on our eyes to protect ourselves from what Satan puts out there to us. And then we need a level. A level is a device that helps line up things by establishing a horizontal line. It helps us to do things with precision, okay? 
That's how we need to approach life. And the word of God is our level. The things in our lives should line up with the Bible and what it has to say. Then we need a screwdriver. A screwdriver is one of the most commonly used tools. And if you don't have a screwdriver, sometimes, well, no, that's a different tool. Never mind. A screwdriver, it's a tool for turning curves, such as when we put a screw into something and it goes the opposite direction when we remove one. How about us? Do we go the way that God wants us to, even if it's not the direction we want to go in? Do we go in the direction he's trying to turn us? Do we follow his leading? Then there are the nuts and the bolts that should be in our toolbox. They're amazing little things because they're used to put things together and make them very, very sturdy. They allow for tremendous pressure. How about us? Do we lean on Christ when we have that force and that pressure coming at us? It's the only way that we can withstand that tremendous pressure from the world. Then there's the adjustable wrench. This is the one I wasn't sure I'd know what it was, <laughs> and I think I would be looking around. The adjustable wrench. The adjustable heads accommodate various sizes of nuts and bolts. How about us? Are we flexible with the situations that arise? Do we react to unforeseen things as Christ would have us react? Or are we stuck in a mold and we can't bend a little bit? Now, I'm not talking about bending his word, but I'm talking about bending your attitude sometimes. Things don't always go like it's planned. And can we get past that? Can we be flexible and move on and things be smooth? Then there's a chisel. That's a tool that helps sharpen the edge. It's got a sharp edge at one end, and it's used to chip and carve something that is solid, such as wood or stone or metal. Are we busy chipping away the things in our life that we don't need to have in them as Christians? Because we've constantly got to be doing that to get rid of the old man. Then there's the hammer. As workmen, we're going to have to use a hammer from time to time to put things in place. And that's the tool I was thinking of. If you don't have a hammer, I used to have um, high-heeled shoes, and they seem to work all the time on the, on the nails in the wall. But hammers are really good to hammer things into place. Do we have things hammered in place in our Christian lives, such as regular Bible reading, regular prayer, regular church attendance, regular Christian actions, attitudes, walking the life of a Christian? because we need to hammer that into place. Then there are pliers. Pliers are used for holding things by pinching it. It allows us to work on things that need precision work. There are going to be some things in our Christian lives that need some attention. And there are times that we just may need to hold on to something and work on it. We may need to work on our faith, our prayer life, our evangelistic efforts, or something else that we're struggling with. And we need to realize that we're struggling with it, so we need those pliers to hold on to it and hold it fast so we can master it. Then there's the tape measurer. No matter what type of DIY or a building project we do, there are going to be times when we need to measure things. When we're working on our Christian lives, we need to measure our Christian life from time to time. Are we doing more for Christ than we were a few years ago? Are we growing in God's word? How do we measure up today from where we were? In conclusion, in 2 Timothy, it talks about being a workman. But it also talks about studying God's word, and that's what hones our craft. Staying in God's word and knowing it helps us with our skills as a Christian. Knowing the word of God will help us understand it and put biblical principles into our life. The Bible's full of things we can use as a tool. Turn to Ephesians 2.10 as our final verse. Ephesians 2.10. For we 
are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Thank you very much. Awesome. 